Welcome to the Andy Social Podcast. My name is Andy and we are back. Another week of classic podcasting to delight your eardrums. <laughs> Sorry. If this is your first time listening to the Andy Social Podcast, welcome. And I do hope that you enjoy this week's episode. And when you have a chance, uh, I hope that you go back and listen to some of the previous guests that I've had on the Andy Social Podcast. I've been very lucky and privileged over, well, how long? I will, I'm up to episode 75 now, so um, it's incredible. But yeah, I've, I've been so lucky to speak to so many different people from all different backgrounds and walks of life, whether it be musicians, TV hosts, comedians, directors, podcasters, pilots, pirates, professors, you name it, I've had them on, or at least it, it feels like it sometimes. However, with that being said, my list continues to expand uh, at a very fast rate, and this week is another name to add to that uh, ever-growing list. So I'll dive right in. So this week's guest is a name, or a man, or a person, or a human. I'll try and spit this out. But his name is James Lopez, and James runs a video production company called Arcshot Media. I've known James for quite a few years, and... Well, to be honest, I'll probably break James's heart because I can't quite remember the first time that I met him, but I believe it was around the time or a little bit before we, Lord, uh, filmed our first video clip, which was New Horizons back in, well, that would have been seven or eight years ago now. So it was, it's been a while. So James has worked alongside Tim in our band um, doing music videos for around that long, probably a bit longer than that. And uh, that's how we've known James. And James has become one of one of my closest friends and uh, an amazing guy. And we've had some amazing times together over the years. And uh, it was great to catch up and have a chat to him. So we talk about all sorts of stuff, but um, focus a lot on what he's currently doing with Arkshop Media. Um, as of late, um, the business has, I guess, morphed into what used to be called Dusk Music Video Production, uh, where James and Tim primarily focused on music videos. And over the last few years, James has branched out and started doing a lot of corporate stuff and in particular real estate videos. So we spend a lot of time talking about that and for me, initially, I thought that video in real estate was relatively new or a new concept, but James was quick to tell me that he's been doing this for about six or seven years now. So it's something that I guess has been around for a little bit now, but uh, James has really sort of made a niche for himself in this market and uh, gets a lot, a lot of work doing doing real estate videos all across Sydney. So we talk a bit about that. We talk about um, earlier beginnings in uh, video production, his interest in that. We talk about his, uh, well, not escape from the cubicle because he didn't work in a cubicle, but moving away from being employed to becoming a freelancer and being a business owner, like running his own business. And uh, we talk about how that happened and and the, the day after he he uh, walked out of his job and how that felt. And to be honest, that's something that I got a bit of an adrenaline rush for. I'm like, oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> so uh, we talk a lot about that. And um, we also talk a lot about um, one of our old friends, Arnie Olbridge. And Arnie 
Um, for those that are long-term listeners of the podcast, I believe it was episode three, um, I had Arnie on the podcast and Arnie used to run Kickstart Studios in Wollongong where Dungeon and Lord used to rehearse and we rehearsed there for 10 plus years and uh, Arnie um, was involved in some music projects, some of his uh Music over the years was uh, re-recorded and released um, several years back with uh, Tim and James heavily involved. And unfortunately, uh, Arnie passed away from cancer a while back. And it was only a few months actually after we did the podcast together. And because of James's early beginnings in video production, some of those earlier um, jobs that he had involved doing music videos for Arnie. So we spent a lot of time talking about Arnie and some of those earlier video clips, which I'll put in the show notes. And I'll also link to that episode that I had with Arnie, which even now at episode 75 is still one of the best podcast episodes I ever done. And I do listen back every once in a while. Um, and um, it's just it's, it's odd listening to that episode now, um, given that what's happened since then, but, um, it's, it's a really, really nice, uh, nice episode to listen to. I highly recommend it. And uh, we talk a little bit about that in the episode, all the links to what James does are going to be in the show notes over at andysocial.net. So make sure you go over there. I'll put contact info in there as well. So if you want to reach out to him, if you've got an idea or you want some, uh, video work done, James is your man. And, uh, or if you just want to reach out and say hello, he's got a pretty, uh, pretty handsome, sexy voice. So <laughs> any fans of that can reach out to him as well. All right. Enough of me. Let's kick into this a great chat with one of my closest friends, James Lopez. Thanks for inviting me to your house. Thanks for coming. And thanks for the coffee. It's been a while. It's been a long time. It's, I'm afraid it's the, it's kind of the right color, but the wrong substance. But it is a bit early for the other. It is. It is. Um, the amber one. Especially when there's a bit of driving involved. Afterwards. A lot of driving and we're both working today. You've got stuff. commitments. <laughs> Man's got a job to do. So where, where are you going today? I'm going to Pagewood. I'm filming. Uh, this is a first for me. Uh, it's a real estate open home. All right. So there are some challenges to try to make it interesting. So, what, with people there coming yeah. and going? Yeah. So, this is the first time you've had a job where there's actually people coming in and out of the house. Like, normally it'd be an empty mm. property? No, no, no. So, I've, I've filmed, God, hundreds of real estate auctions and that sort okay. of stuff yep. and general comings and goings, depending on whatever the video is. Uh, but this is an actual, it's just the open. So, it's an open home. People are turning up to check it out. Um, the agency wants to kind of, they do things quite differently. Mm. And so, my job is to really kind of highlight that and make, the video interesting and open homes just aren't interesting. So I, I, I love the challenge. I, what can I do to make it like cool as hell? So yeah. is it a case that after the first open home, is is it to advertise this property further or is it just yeah. to show the business of what they do as a general thing as to oh, this particular real estate agent? Probably a little bit of both, yeah. I think. Like while the property's on the market, this will kind of be good marketing for it. But at the same time, it'll achieve a bit of longevity because it's kind of like, wow, this is how these guys do it. That's kind of cool, you know, if, yeah. if I'm doing my job right and making it look huh. funky. So do it's, you, it's do you find um, Do you find with real estate, we could go down a rabbit hole straight away. But <laughs> do you Thanks, find, mate. <laughs> do you find with real, working with real estate and doing video work for real estate agencies that there's similar approaches taken when you deal with musicians for music video clips so you've got so especially if, if you've got an agent 
yeah. that's in front of the camera. Because I, I, I've seen some of the videos that you've done and it's like the walk through the house, gliding through the house mm-hmm. and the different rooms and you've got someone talking in the background. Yeah. But with some of the videos, you've got the agent that's almost starring in the video itself. Mm-hmm. Is there some similar sort of approaches that you have to take with real estate agents and musicians? I, I love the agents who give me absolute creative license. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, and I, I, I so use the music video, my, my kind of experience there, mm. to, to cut something as, co- as cool as I can possibly make it. So I, I filmed uh, uh, just a little flat in North Bondi yeah. and the agent, lovely girl, she sort of says, oh, do, do you reckon it's worthwhile? And, and I said, oh, you yeah, know, what's it like? And she goes, oh, it's not overly exciting kind of thing and I kind of went well maybe lifestyle and location and she kind of went oh yeah okay cool so we went along and I had it in my head I thought if I can find a cool track I'm going to cut it to the music which I don't normally do for real estate sort of stuff but and she was just kind of like go hard yeah right go hard so I filmed her in like super slow motion walking down Bondi promenade and and just and she was looking like cool like yeah um Filmed the place, all that sort of stuff. And then I just went berserk on the video. I <laughs> cut it to, in time to this beautiful track that I'd found. Um, and I sent it through to her. And it was like 40-second video. It was, yeah. it was over in no time flat. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of my harshest critic because if I can watch it through to the end, I've, I don't know if I've got ADHD kind of like you where it's just <laughs> like shiny thing looking elsewhere yeah. sort of thing. But if, if it doesn't impress me, I can't send it yeah, yeah. to the client, okay. you know. Um. And I watched this thing like 60 times before I sent it to her. I just kind of went, hey, man, like, check you out. Yeah. And she just kind of went, holy crap, it's amazing. Oh. <laughs> so it was it just, yeah, mission accomplished. It'd be, it'd be different, I guess, in a sense with real estate agents because I guess, well, now with that, that, whole, mar- that whole industry changing a lot, there's a lot more video work out there for, for property listings and for mm. agencies and whatnot. But I guess with a musician, the musicians oh, – in, in a lot of cases, they're already envisioning themselves in front of the camera. They, they, they. I mean, they're still surprised when they see themselves in that final, uh, the, the final result, the final product. But there's already the expectation there. But with an agent, I guess with a lot of these agents, potentially anyway, they're not expecting to be in front of the camera, and they've never seen themselves in front of the camera. So you're almost turning them into that rock star, into that celebrity in front of the camera, like that video example you just said. Kind of, it's it's weird, you know, the only group who's ever sort of had an expectation of how it's going to look is you guys. Because <laughs> Tim Tim has this clarity yeah. of vision. He, he knows how it's already going to look yeah. and how he wants it to look and all that sort of stuff. And um, and so it's it's very much just kind of playing out a shot list. Yep. Um, Jazz from Platinum Brunette, again, has mm. like, that guy's amazing. Like he, he'll-, he'll storyboard it and I love his art and he'll he'll these are the shots that I'm kind of envisioning and he'll have this all planned out with Tim and then we'll go shoot again very much a, a, a clear vision but in every other instance just just on a quick side note were you involved with that sound of metal yes okay I watched uh one of the rough cuts of that the other day that's just <laughs> oh that is just insane I think um <laughs> if it comes out in the next few weeks or whenever Tim's finally getting it done and put or when Juz decides to put it out there, I'll have to chuck it on the website because that video clip is next level ridiculous. It and was I think it just goes to show how insane Juz really is. Juz is an absolute genius. Like I absolutely love that guy. He's so <laughs> organized. 
Um, and we just went to a green room out at, um, I can't remember where it was now, out, out near, uh, drawing a complete blank now. Uh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, um, and just, just filmed him and he nailed every single part. And then he'd go, wardrobe change, come back. <laughs> and then he'd nail that part. And I don't know, he was, he was playing, what was it, eight or ten yeah. or eleven characters oh. in this He's like in He's this like a white Eddie Murphy. Like, he's just, <laughs> he is in, insane. Like, I mean, that guy should get into into some proper acting because he's- He's brilliant. He's, he's really, just, really I good. just love how organized. I just know with, it, with one of his shoots. Yeah. I know the gear that I'm supposed to bring. I know, you know, basically how to set it up. And I just know that he's going to be yeah. absolutely ready. And we'd allowed, I think, I don't know, I think six to eight hours we'd allowed for the shoot. And it was done in three and a half or something. Wow. Like he, he something just, like that. It was incredible. Yeah. So, that, so those sort of things and with Tim involved as well, that's probably more the exception rather than the rule. So in most Very cases, so. even with, with music videos, a lot of people don't know what they want or they, they can't see that final vision. So you're really sort of... I guess molding that with them as you go, so the process can take a bit longer. Well, with a music video, I've I've generally got a track. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll I'll kind of come up with some ideas. I'll storyboard a track. I'll throw it at the artist. Yep. Um, generally, I kind of nail it, mm. um, but always invite their input, and then yep. I'll sort of say, "Oh, yeah, I love that, but can we also do? It? Yes, we can. Like whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, majority of the stuff I do for real estate and corporate promo, business promo, that sort of stuff, I am so winging it. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> winging it. Like today, I'll. I've I've got a bit of a brief, yeah, but it's it's inspiration just strikes, and I just go, oh my god, I need to get that now, you know, and I'll just so I've I've got a rough idea uh, of their expectation. Um, what I'll do is I'll just blow them out of the park because I just I'll see something and just go, oh my god, I need that. Is it still relatively new um, having video in real estate as far as advertising an agency and listings and whatnot? Because I, I see a lot more often now. Mm. But it's still, I mean, I'm not involved in it. I'm not in that world, but it seems to be still, you're sort of at the beginnings of it because especially when you can walk into a lot of these jobs and they're giving you creative license, whereas if something's been sort of a part of the industry for so many years, you probably tend to find the other way around where they say, we know what we want. We've got a formula. We've got a template. This is how we've been doing it for years Mm. and this is our expectations. Whereas at the moment, it appears anyway from my perspective that it's still relatively new in the grand scheme of things and a lot of people don't know what they want. So it gives you an opportunity to really sort of just go, here's here's some ideas and and create something unique. Uh, Or am I way off? No, no, it's... (laughs) It seems to be quite new to a lot of people. Yeah. Like, I've been doing this for seven years now. Yeah. You know, yeah. in real estate. Um, yeah, wow, well, so it's been in amongst, I know, it was six, six or seven years. Yeah. I lose a little bit of track of time, as we discussed earlier. <laughs> um, but to a lot of people, it's still this kind of this new thing where it's mm. kind of, what planet have you been living on? Like, I've been doing this for so long. Um, you know, there, there are some agencies out there who just – kind of rely on the market just know that it'll sell mm-hmm. because it's well priced in a good location yep. whatever yep. but it's it's from my perspective yes it's about the house it's about but it's also about them mm. you know and and real estate agents the public has a very poor opinion of realtors in general it's just it's just a thing there are some statistics on it apparently it's it's quite bizarre so part of my job my, my charter really is to actually kind of humanize them and kind of you know because the majority of people I work with are actually awesome folks. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's people says, oh, I hate real estate. I just hate. They're, they're, 
They're you just, don't understand. Yeah. Like, some of these are actually my personal friends. They're actually really good people. Yeah, yeah. And when I've kind of got that sort of in my head about them, when I actually understand that about them, it's actually really easy mm. to coax reality out of them because, you know, you know yourself when you're in front of a camera, there is that tendency to freeze. And I'm not, I'm not settling for that at yeah, all. And yeah. so I'll, I'll make all sorts of off-color jokes and all sorts of- I was going to of- say, well, what sort of tactics do you use? Because, I mean, a lot of these people wouldn't be used to being in front of the camera. I'll get, I actually get quite physical with people. <laughs> so I'll get right inside their personal space and yeah. adjust their tie. Give them, like, um, one guy I gave a, like a kiss on the cheek. I was like, come on, mate. And he, <laughs> he, was, he was just like, what the hell? What just happened? Jesus Christ. Like, he was- yeah. But it, it's all about like I, I get that rapport happening with them, and I and and you know I struggle to use the word client because the majority of them yeah. are actually friends. They yeah. really are friends down. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm not saying this because this is on public record. I'm saying it because it's awesome and it's true, and they'll validate that. Yeah. Um. And so we develop that rapport, which means that I can actually make them look real because they are real. Mm. And so I, I want to try to get everybody else to see them as I see them. Yeah, there are dicks. But there are dicks in every industry. Yeah. You know, there are dicks in music. There are dicks in... Oh, yeah, there's plenty of dicks in music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. And um, one thing that I noticed is, I mean, real estate agents have, as you said, like stereotypically they've got this stigma attached to them and it's similar to car salesmen, mechanics. Yeah, yeah totally. All these things, dodgy yeah. people that, uh, you know, are more... Uh, obsessed or self-obsessed or self-absorbed and have got their own agenda and can't be trusted. And um, one thing, because I sort of, I mean, I'd never really, my experience with real estate agents was being a renter yeah, and seeing it from that perspective. And to be honest, you know, an early 20s drinking beer every second day renter in, in a hellhole, um, I don't blame the real estate agent for being a little bit arsy with me. So, you know, like in, in looking back now, but at the time, like my experiences were always not terribly positive. They were mm. always, uh, there was always a bit of an attack on both sides. But when we bought our house, the guy who sold us the house, and I was up front at the, the beginning, I was a little bit defensive with him because of my my thoughts of what a real estate agent- Preconceived notions, yeah. yeah, of course. Absolutely. But- what he, as soon as he had our email addresses, we were getting YouTube videos from him, not personal ones to us, but he would do just little updates about the area and the market and whatever. And suddenly <laughs> I, I'm seeing him and I'm ta- and he's talking and I'm seeing this personal aspect to him. Mm. And then I started seeing his face on the signs around the area for other properties. And I'm like, oh, that's Jamie. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, and suddenly there's a personality behind it. I don't know a great deal about him, but- the human aspect of that individual is there. It's not just a real estate agent. It's Jamie from this real estate agency. Yeah. And, um, I mean, that's that's a pretty conscious thing that you've had to take take on with doing video because most people go, okay, well, I've got, to, I've got to film something to sell a house to somebody and that's all I'll do. So, as long as I can visually can get the house in the shot, then job's done. But yeah. it's more than that. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so much more. And yeah. it, it's like- there have been agents who who have been adamant that they're not appearing in there. Just yeah. shoot the video for the house, right? Yeah. And I'll I'll just say, can I get you walking through the house? Nope. Mm. Can it, like seriously? Nope. Nope. Just can I get your voiceover? <laughs> nope. Just film the house, and it's kind of like, look, you know, there's a whole bunch of stats around why filming a a property is good for the property. 
but there's so many more, there's so much more of a benefit to it. You know, it's, it's like anything. I mean, video is the thing for everyone now, you know, whether you're an artist yep. in music or whether you've got a small business or whether, you know, if I've got a couple of days off, I'll come up with some newfangled, bizarre idea, as we were talking about before, mm. and I'll go and shoot the shit out of that, yeah. you know, and just kind of, because it's another video for me, what the hell, like, yeah. why not, you know, yeah. or I'll cut together a show reel or whatever. And because I'm crazy about it, I'll just do it. Like it mm. just it doesn't yeah, matter, yeah. you know. Um, I, I I shot a video yesterday for these the friends of mine. Uh, they own a tattoo shop in Carlton, and again they gave me like complete creative yeah, license. They just kind of went, you know, what do you reckon? And mm, I said, mm. Reservoir Dog Strut. We've got to do the Reservoir <laughs> Dog Strut. And, and they're a bit dubious. They were kind of like, oh, you know, really? And I said, yeah, like just trust me and go with it, you know. And if it doesn't work, I won't use it, you know. But Let's just do it for the sake of doing it. And so they, they kind of did it and they felt like dicks doing is that, it. Is that out? Have you put that out yet? No, I, I just cut it together. I okay. sent it to them last night at like 1 a.m. or something. Oh, right. Okay. And they saw it this morning and just kind of went, holy crap, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's it's such like when you, when you spell it out and you talk about it, it's so obvious, but it's forgotten about so often where you need to personalize things and you need to be able to connect with people and- I mean, I remember having this, well, I'd say debate with somebody years ago about doing video clips. I was talking to another musician and they said, uh, why why spend the money, waste money doing a video clip? Like music does the talking. It's about, it's about the audio. It's about creating songs. I'm not in, I'm not, I'm not like a, an actor or I'm not doing movies. I'm not doing these things. Why would I do something visual? But it's a, it's one of our senses. That's right. It's, you're engaging like multiple senses. That's it. If I could do scratch and sniff videos, I'd <laughs> so do senses smells like there's popcorn coming through the screen. Oh, I was like, that'd be, be amazing. When that technology comes in, it's going to be some scary. <laughs> We're all stuff over out it. There. Every video is going to smell like <laughs> chocolate and popcorn. <laughs> but it's um it's amazing like what gets people to connect, and you need more than one element to be able to connect people and. There's the senses, but there's also story. There's there's personalizing things like, um, you know, I'm sure with some agents, um, you probably get a better result or a better track record with selling a property if the, as you said, the agent's in the shot, but they're also just revealing a little bit of their personality as well. Yeah. Because I guess if I'm about to buy my biggest purchase ever in my life, I want to, I want to gravitate towards somebody that I can trust. And if yeah. I can see somebody that's exuding some form of genuine feeling and seems pleasant and happy and trustworthy, then I'm probably the house is almost secondary in a weird way because you're like, oh, I'm sure the house is fine. Like, yeah, this uh, this Eric person uh, seems like a really good guy. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna keep talking to this guy and see if we can we can get the house. Well, the thing is, I mean, when you think about it, it's as you recently found out, it's a sizable investment. You yeah. are. Trust is is pretty implicit, yeah. It, it, and you really, really want it mm. because you're about to invest God knows how much money in in bricks and mortar and all that yep. sort of stuff. And so, if you can establish a little bit of that beforehand with something of an online presence, mm. then it's just going to make that process a lot easier. You know, the amount of agents who've said to me over the years, um, yeah, things like video really will help prospective buyers coming to an open home, help them feel like they've they've kind of gained a bit of knowledge about the agent. They kind of feel like they know them a little bit. Yep. I've, <laughs> I've had agents. Um, I had one guy years ago who dressed as the Flash. 
<laughs> for his property. But he wanted to do something really quirky yeah. and, and I kind of went, well, you know, consider your market because if you want to, he's like, yeah, mm. I want to do it. Cool. All right, we did it. And a few weeks into it, um, after we released the video and all that sort of stuff, sort of went, uh, you know, how did you go? He goes, man, you wouldn't believe it. People come to my opens and their kids take selfies with me. Like <laughs> he keeps the, he, he was taking the flash costume and just leaving it in one of the wardrobes. Yeah. <laughs> and people walk to the house, see the flash costume, just go, oh my God, put two and two together immediately. Genius. Get him to get changed and then take selfies with the kids. How funny. Like it was brilliant. How funny. And the thing is, you know, a lot of people might have sort of thought, oh, you know, this guy's an idiot or whatever. But a lot of other people kind of went, well, he's real. You know, he's, he's actually just having a bit of fun with it. And mm. and it really worked for him at the time. You know, it was, it, was, it was one of those things that I was a little bit dubious about, but yeah. I thought I'll go with it. And I have some faith in his vision and it, and it worked. It just absolutely worked. I think, um, I think with, the, with technology and the way we're connected now, there's just so much, I mean, there's still so much opportunity to be even further connected. And that gap between a real estate agent and the general public is just, it's... It's getting closer and closer. It's it's the big. There's no I'm trying to spit this out. There's there's not a big gap like there used to be as far as and with those stereotypes. And I think a lot of stereotypes. I think in general, with across all different backgrounds and industries, will start to disappear because people are forced to be a lot more connected. Hmm. So through video is just one way of a many, of many different uh, different aspects of gaining an, a better understanding of somebody's personality or. Um, of of what they are as a as a person, so yeah. Flash suddenly <laughs> someone understands that this guy's got a sense of humour, yeah, exactly, and, and he's just an everyday guy, and he could be exactly the same as one of my friends, or he could be exactly the same as me. Like, yeah. I love dressing up as the Flash, like, or I love the Flash, <laughs> I love watching that, like, this is this is incredible. Like, so you you gravitate towards that person as a personal connection. Yeah, no, it, it is very much about uh, you know, I, I one of my. Again, I'm going to use the word client, but he, again, he's a mate. Um, I've been shooting with him now for two years, and he sent me a message about three, four months ago. And, and he faithfully does video for, for virtually everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and his videos, the ones that I shoot for him, that's where he like we go berserk. Like he pushes me mm. like you wouldn't believe in terms <laughs> of even compositing and CGI and yeah. special effects and mm. actors and funky music and like we go to town on wow, these things. Nice. Um, and every single one is unique. Every single yeah. one is different. I'm, I'm always challenged to come yeah. up with a different way of presenting this property, yeah. this place. And it's not about disguising it because the properties are beautiful. Mm. It's about just getting that edge, that mm. video edge. And, and their fan base is growing on Facebook and all that sort of stuff because people are watching it. I'm getting so much other work as a result of these videos that nice. I'm doing for them. And, um, and he said to me, the video component, we've done so many of them, uh, it is now, it, t- it took about 18 months and he is now getting inquiries through Facebook, like automatically people coming in saying, send your videos, want you to come and sell a house, can you come and appraise it? So they're actually working for him to kind of get him the extra business rather than him having to go out and chase it like so many people do. Well, this is going to this is gonna work well with my, uh, my segues because <laughs> it's, I mean, when you think about it, working in like video production is 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 so beneficial as far as self promotion because your products are visual. Mm. You're not just giving something to someone that they shove in their pocket or they use like it's like a tool for their business that they keep in the office or whatever it might be. You're giving them something 
that is going to be put out there in the public domain to advertise something that they're doing. But as a result, your creativity and your your uh, your product is being put out there as well. So yeah. you're, you're actually getting a larger audience and as a result, getting potentially more opportunities and clients due to... I mean, this, or this is the yeah. perfect world anyway. Well, it, it's funny. I went to a, a marketing thing the other night. Um, some people I know were running in... Um, in uh, where is it? It's too early, I'll tell you what. Uh, in the inner west somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I, I was out there. Anyway, um, one of the things they picked up on me is my complete inability to cold call. And to <laughs> I, I can't. I yeah. can't call people and say, hi, do you want video? I can't yeah. send emails to people and say, hi, do you want video? Yeah. Um, the, the most I'll ever do is flick someone a LinkedIn message. Yeah. That's it. Mm. I, I can't. Um, and they sort of went, listen, you really need to be able to do this. And yeah. I kind of went, look, I, I kind of get that. But what I'm seeing is that if I, if I do a good job and someone shares it out and I've done my absolute best to make that video engaging and mm. awesome, mm. then, and I, and I don't put my shit over anything. Like yeah. it's, it's not about me. It's about the client. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. my logos go nowhere. I don't, nothing that mm. just goes up on YouTube on their channel because it's about yep. them, not me, yep. but invariably people find out mm. and, so that's where I get a lot of kind of business. People come to me and say, holy crap, I saw that video. Was that you? And I'll say, yes, it was. And Because mm. it's not a secret. It's just, it's it's not about me. It's about them. But yeah. invariably, they'll find out that it's me, chase me up, and I'll kind of go, yeah, like, yeah, can you shoot that for me? And I'll say, no, I can't. But I can shoot something different for you. Yeah. Um, because I want to make everybody... Um, unique. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. If I'm just sort of applying the carbon copy stamp, well, you won't get the business. Well, it's, it's just it's crap, you yeah, know. And, and so they'll say, "I want that," and I say, "Well, bad luck, you can't yeah. have that." But <laughs> let's do this for you, and I'll try to get inside their head. And it's look to be honest, it's more work for me. But again, if I'm doing it right and I'm really making them stand out and unique, then other people are going to come to me and say, "Holy crap, did you do that as well?" Yes, I did. You know, mm. I'm a bit of a chameleon, and that's my job. Yeah. How did you? Um, so with. At the moment, I mean, with this, with the challenge of being able to do that cold call, cold email approach to get business, you're really sort of benefiting off that referral system and your yes. product being put out there by agencies and getting, I guess, that visibility. But when, I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, when you first got into video production, you were doing music videos. Yes. What... How did you get into the first real estate video? What, how did that work? Did you have to do a cold approach or did something just fall into your lap initially and then you just ran with it? No. Um, I mean, at the time I was I was, um, I was with my wife yeah. um, and it was actually her genius because yeah. um, I was just helping on shooting music videos. That's all it was going to yeah. be. It was like, no, I just I love music videos. I just want to shoot mm. them and that's it. And she said one day we were just sitting there talking about the medium and she goes – do you reckon there's real estate videos? And I went, what, what, who would do, what the hell? Like, what, what would be the point of that? Like, it's a house. How interesting could you make a house? And yeah, really, really ignorant on my part. Mm. Um, anyway, we Googled and there was, there was maybe two. Yeah, wow. In Australia, like, there, there really wasn't that many. And they were huge productions. Um, there was a couple in America, but again, huge, huge productions. And I was gobsmacked. I was like, oh my God. And then I kind of saw uh, some possibilities for creativity. So anyway, um, I kind of went, got a little bit enthused, you know, and I kind of ran with the idea. And, and she 
Newsom particularly kind of free thinking agents mm. in the area. And she sort of hit them up and kind of went, hey, can we come and talk to you? And, and they were like, yeah. And anyway, we sort of pitched it to them and they kind of went, love it, like go hard. And so that was the initial foray into it. But I, I had not considered it as yeah, a well. viable source of work or, or interesting work. And, uh, yeah, I've been so proved wrong over the years. Yeah. Like it's, it's brilliant. And it has that concept of of the visibility of, like, I guess from that first video being viewed by other people in the industry and then you getting the referrals from that increased your business. Is that more or less the way that it's been, it's sort of evolved over the years? No, not initially. Initially it was very much a case of, I actually, I, you know, the cold calling thing what, that I hate so much, mm. I tried it. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, I hated every second of it. Yeah. And I, I was sort of faced with a lot of rudeness. As you know, I, I've yeah. been rude to cold callers. I can't yeah. stand them, yeah, you know. Same. So, <laughs> um, and so I, I, I just couldn't, and it didn't result in anything because I didn't have the confidence mm. to kind of sell it or the, or the belief probably as well. Yeah. I was just so conscious and mindful that I was invading someone's kind of space, even just mm. on a phone call. Mm. Um, and I just kind of went to hell with this. And then there was a few little, the the, the first um, couple of people that, that kind of I worked for made some referrals to friends of theirs in the industry. Yep. And I kind of got a, a bit of a leg up there. And, but for me, it was LinkedIn very much. I just then went right. berserk on LinkedIn, uh, connected with a whole bunch of agents and agencies and small businesses and, then started to develop a bit of a plethora of examples to show them. And then they, it, it kind of grew from there, but it was tough going in the early days. Oh, I I think even just um, trying to be self-employed in general is seems like such a, a mental nightmare to deal with. And that was the single greatest day of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was, it was the most prolific millisecond of change oh please tell me about this because <laughs> i have this fantasy in my head that one day i will i don't know what the hell i'm doing i would do that's the whole problem why i haven't done anything yet but to be able to walk away and no longer be employed by somebody else and just to have full control over my life very scary and a lot of risk and everything involved but to have that feeling where you go that's it I, I my the, my first day of freedom. You know, I, I worked in heavy industry for twenty five years, as you know, mm. um, and it was a good paying job. And I worked with some amazing people that are, are lifelong friends, mm. all that sort of stuff. So that was basically what kept me going. There was good yeah. folk, but heavy industry is horrible. Yeah, I just right. I, I I was always a square peg in a round hole. I was <laughs> never designed to be able to just follow orders implicitly. Yep. I was a bad bad boy, like bad <laughs> army boy, bad brat. Horrible. Anyway, um, it had got to the point where um, I can remember I was getting some counselling at the time, and and the beautiful lady I was seeing sort of said, "Listen, this job is going to kill you. You're not mm. designed for it," kind of thing. And I'd sort of worked on a bit of um, sort of self confidence, a bit of, and I'd kind of got to the point where I was actually starting to back myself. And I don't know, call it universe, call it God, call it, I don't know. Mm. I, I don't have any real kind of strong I just think you know karma is an amazing thing mm. and and I got myself to the point where I kind of backed my abilities and then this opportunity presented itself to leave and it, it couldn't come soon enough and, and the guy that I worked for my, my immediate boss he was an amazing amazing man and I, and I said to him you know, if, if you value me in any way shape or form 
you'll let me go as soon as possible. Mm. Um, and he was amazing. He got back to me within a couple of days and said, how does two, two and a half weeks sound? And that was the end of it. I just left. And I remember waking up the, the very day after I was supposed to be on a night shift, but I, that was my mm. life. And I woke up because I was extremely hungover because a whole bunch of people had come out to see me <laughs> off and we yeah. got pretty smashed. And I woke up the next day and I was so enthused by the future that I'd, I'd forgotten to have the hangover. Wow. There's like I yeah. bounced out of bed at 10.30, mouth like the bottom of a cocky's cage, you know, <laughs> and I just, I just, I, it was a bright sunny day. It was October the 22nd, 2011. Like that's, wow. That was go. my first day of kind of freedom and just haven't looked back. And the thing is that just people come into your lives for a reason. You know, they, you know, it was before that that I'd started working with Tim. Mm. And I learned a lot from that guy in terms yep. of just, oh, my God. You know, so um, he was quite instrumental in getting my chops up to speed and then, you know, living over in Adelaide for a period of time without – my Tim safety net really yep. kind of forced me to kind to of to pick up things and learn. To, to, to learn that much more. So that by the time I kind of came back here, all of a sudden I'm quite proficient in things like motion matching and CGI editing, you know, coloring, all that sort of stuff. And you know, to, to this day, Tim makes the comment that, you know, you can edit this stuff and like with your eyes closed with one arm tied behind your back now. And he's, he's right. Like I, I can, because mm. I've just, I've sharpened up to the degree that I needed to. And the thing is, you're always learning. And when you, whatever you're passionate about something, there's always something new to learn about it. And that's yeah. the good, bad thing about tech is that it doesn't ever rest. And so you can't either. Yeah, that's right. Lots of opportunities, but- uh, I can't wait for holograms. Bring on holograms. <laughs> oh, oh my God. <laughs> I, yeah, as I said, like I've got this fantasy about that feeling that that next day where you just go, you know what? It's- it's all on me now, but mm. in a good way, and I can move forward with 100% focus on what I actually give a shit about and what I love doing. Yeah. And um, and I, I, I watch and I listen to too many different things online where, you know, escaping the cubicle, escaping corporate life and everything. I'm like, oh, I'd love to do that. But, um, <laughs> but I think one thing that a lot of people, um, I think- get scared about when they do it is the risk involved yeah. and they, and it's a very old school way of thinking it's like i need stability i need a stable job yeah. but in the reality of it now i mean my parents or grandparents you would you would get a job when you're 18 and more than likely you stay there for your entire life you'd be there for decades yeah. i mean even even my dad's been working for the same company for 40 years yeah, yeah uh yeah. different roles along the way but same company and and it's such a foreign concept now because businesses bust, redundancies are a hell of a lot more realistic or real than what they used to be. Yes. Um, organizational restructures, all these different things, and um, no job secure, secure at all. Even, you know, things such as super and pension and all these things that have kept people reasonably grounded and not doing a great deal, they just, just I guess, ride that calm wave or calm river all the way to retirement. Yeah. Um, it's the reality is very different. So I think even for me, like I, I always worry that eventually when I work out what the hell I'm going to do, it's, <laughs> which is probably- When I big, grow up, what am yeah, I going to do? <laughs> which is probably the biggest challenge I've got. But after that and that, that next day, then I guess there's that 
old school way of thinking, whereas I don't have that stability anymore. I don't have that weekly or fortnightly or monthly income that I can guarantee each time that comes through. I don't yeah. have the the eight percent, ten percent, twelve percent super or whatever going into an account. Like I have to be in control of all these things now. But there must be a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of upside to it, of course. And, and that's what you have to do. You have to weigh up because every decision that we ever make is going to be fraught with peril. Yeah. There's a good side, there's a bad side, and you need to evaluate. Yeah, um, yeah it would have been res- it, completely irresponsible of me to just kind of decide, I'm going to shoot video and I'm going to leave work and just start tomorrow mm. and not have a clue because, the, God, like I had no idea what I was in for in terms of the, yeah. the, the learning that not only I needed to do initially but continue to need to do yeah. at all times. Yeah. Um, and so what I did was I kind of I became passionate about it I started to learn. I started to to apply some skills that I'd learned early on. Um, I connected with good people like Tim and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And I just I worked on it on the side mm. because I needed to know that it was going to be sustainable. Yep. You know, and so uh, in the early days it wasn't. You know, that beautiful man, you know, Arnie Albright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he, he gave me my first gig, and it was I'd only just made the decision <laughs> to start shooting videos semi professionally. I'd kind of cut my chops a little bit. I look back now and just go, Jesus Christ, I had no idea what I was doing. But just fortuitously, we'd touched base and he said, great, I've got a music video. Let's go. And I went, what? <laughs> what? And that was that was, that was was the start, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, absolutely, God, you know, rest in peace, that beautiful man who, um, you know, over the years, we just shot more and more stuff for him, you know, Western, crazy Western. There's some good stuff there. Movies. I think because um, I had him on the podcast – Yes. Uh, months, only a few months before he, he passed, died. He passed I know, on. I, yeah, I heard that. And um, and I put up a bunch of uh, of the videos that you and Tim did um, <laughs> on there, and, and just some. It's it those videos, and I and I know, like you just mentioned, it was sort of in the earlier stages of yeah. of trying to find your feet and and what works and what doesn't. But going like even tying back to what you said about real estate and real estate agents, you really. He grabbed his personality and you put it into a visual form. Like when you watch those videos, that's Arnie. Yeah, it like is. It's, his, it's yeah. his humor, his quirkiness. It's it's everything that, that he was visually. Yeah. And you watch it and you go, this is ridiculous. Like this is so <laughs> ridiculous. But that that was his humor and that's just him and it, and it, and it came through. So whether whether all the, the slick sort of techie touches were, were there at times, the I guess the grassroots of what the video was meant to do, you still you still managed to to get it done. Uh, look, to this day, my favourite's still that Western one, the cowboy yeah. one we shot up at Picton. Um, that was a couple of days of just ridiculous amounts of fun, and it, it wasn't a bit. It wasn't you know like you know Arnie could afford to pay us all millions of dollars or anything, mm. but it was just very much a case of like in that particular. I had absolute belief in that song. I loved it. Yeah. Like yeah. the arrangement. Gareth's vocals, yep. like everything was a killer song. And pitched the idea to Arnie. I remember saying, you know, this is what I kind of, what it's putting in my head. And he just kind of went, oh, James! <laughs> oh, I love it! Oh. <laughs> and it's kind of like, because he was, he was such an enthusiastic guy, you know. And so when I started chatting to Tim about it, we started to cook it together. And then I went all over New South Wales trying to find a suitable location nearly killing myself in the process that was just horrendous trying to find this country yeah scenario and ended up settling on this amazing farm up at picton 
and uh, spending a couple of hours out there just shooting and just having a ball. It was, oh, that's great. And the tequila coming out and it's like, oh, my God. I like, love these tequila. Yeah. Uh, well, for anybody listening, because I should probably make a quick mention uh, that haven't listened to that episode, Arnie was the owner and ran Kickstart Studios in Wollongong. Yeah. So, for Lord, uh, for 10 years, we always rehearsed there. I think even the, the last sort of stages of when the band was under the dungeon name rehearsed there as well and... Um, he's been a massive part of of Lord, but also with Dusk and well, and my band. I, I jammed there for yeah. years, you know, and Cherry Pickers. Like, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, so that's how I met him. He was amazing. Yeah, so uh, a big sort of a fixture of the local Wollongong uh, <laughs> sort of music crowd and and I guess even sort of creative arts in general because, I mean, yeah. it wasn't just music that he had in there. He had all sorts of projects and he weird and wonderful people. everyone. And, yeah, yeah. Oh my! I can remember the the video release for that v- the very first song. Um, can't think of it again. I'm, I'm getting old, but that very first music video that I shot for him was where I met Tim. Yep. The very first time I met Tim, and he invited me to the release. Oh, that was the the Australian Dream. The, the Australian Oz, Dream. The Oz that's Dream. One. The Australian Dream. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well done. Yes, that was at the uh, Hellenic Club in Fig Tree. In, yeah, in Fig Tree. I was at that was as well. Staggering distance from yeah. his place. That's right. You know? Yeah, perfect positioning. Um, and he said, oh, is that many people going to come, James? It's going to be huge. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, there'll be 30 or 40 of his mates yeah. or something. And that's cool, whatever. We're yeah. going to have a few drinks. I've always enjoyed catching up with Arnie over the years. And um, I got there and there's 400 people. <laughs> the place was truckers. Yeah. He just he, – and, and it was something – so I can't remember who it was – some mate of his who was, I don't know if they were former premier or, or just whoever they were, just yeah. couldn't make it, unfortunately. But he just, I don't know how he did. What I he think did. he had the, the gift of the gab yeah. and that infectious personality that anyone that met him sort of gravitated towards him. And yeah. I mean, I remember standing there at that event and I was talking to, I can't remember their names, but the guys from uh, Master's Apprentice oh. or whatever. <laughs> and I'm going, <laughs> Oh, this band! I've heard of these guys. How the hell are they here? And I was like, "Yeah, I know them." And then he knew somebody that was linked in with the Little River Band, and some of the guys that sort of, um, as a result, knew Farnsey and yeah. and just all these people. And I'm just like, I mean, I, okay, I sort of joked with him at one point. I said, "Oh well, I guess when you get to your age, you you should know a fair few people." I mean, you know, not you necessarily. Could- <laughs> not, I mean, I can remember cutting that video together and having he's saying, oh, "I've got footage of Goff William of, of Goff Whitlam." Yeah, yeah. And I, what? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I, I interviewed Goff Whitlam. And I went, what, ha, I don't even Hell. know where to start like yeah. asking questions about this. And yeah. he's just like, shut up, James. I'll get you the footage. Just use it. And <laughs> it, it came out later that he just went up to him and asked him. Yeah. Um, they recorded it. Um, and then he was walking away from the interview. Goff had, had left wherever they were. I can't remember where they were. And um, the sound guy, he's come up to Arnie and gone, shit, I, I hadn't hit record. We've got no audio. <laughs> And he went, what? And then he found Goff in the the piss. He's gone for a piss in the toilet. And he (laughs) pulled up next to him and just gone, um, basically, you know, and and Goff just looked at him apparently and just kind of went, you're joking. And he's like, no. But true credit, like absolute credit to the man. He he got him to sit down again and do the whole thing again. Yeah. So just gobsmacked, unbelievable, just how much pull he had no matter where he went. It just people loved him. You know? He uh, he definitely, he lived a, a pretty amazing life. And even when I was talking to him um, and sort of doing a bit of reflection over everything he's done, he sort of said, you know, 
I've got no regrets. Like I've I've no. done so much and I've had such a great time. And unfortunately, I didn't I didn't uh, didn't I wasn't around when um, they had the funeral. But um, from what Tim told me, they had uh, they were doing shots of tequila off <laughs> off his uh, off his coffin and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, they had a, a big party in his backyard, and, and it's just, yeah. and that's and that's exactly what he wanted. And yeah. I thought that's just true, Arnie. And he just he he went out the way that he wanted to. And I think he was extremely lucky, given that he he was given this diagnosis of uh, was it pan- pancreatic cancer, I think, or oh. it was a form of cancer. Yeah, of I remember sort, cancer. I remember. Yeah. But um, he was told that he only had like three to six months, and I think yeah. he he lived with it for I think. A couple of years or close to yeah, yeah and um but it gave him i mean it was only really up until those last couple of months that he really was starting to lose a bit of quality of life but for the most part he didn't miss a beat he, no, still, he struggled on he's still at the studio he ended up selling the studio but um that was right at the right at the end right at the death yeah and um he just he just did things on his own terms, mm-hmm. and I think his attitude probably helped him last as long as he did as well. It's a mental game as well as a physical thing, and uh, I think just his optimism and a bit of that carefree well, attitude of not really caring. Going, eh, casual acceptance of it yeah. all was staggering. Tim and yeah. I got to see him. I think it was a week or two before he actually died. Mm. Um, and we both felt it really important to just yeah. kind of, we really wanted to see him. And as it turned out, I missed his funeral too. I can't yeah. remember where I was, but um, I, I couldn't go to it. Um, but to see him that last time and to kind of, I, I was kind of, I felt myself welling up mm. inside, mm. you know, and, and I wasn't sure how it was going to go. But he was just so accepting. Yeah. yeah. There was nothing that you couldn't talk about. There was nothing. Um, that was sort of taboo or, or feeling. There was no awkwardness whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. He'd rationalised that it was all yeah. going to happen, and he was cool with it. And um, you know, at the end, we, you know, I think even Tim gave him a hug. I just I, 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 Tim, yeah, because <laughs> I, I, you know, it's, it's always been the natural kind of thing to embrace the man. Yeah, and he was what was he five foot four or something? Yeah, so it was kind of like cuddling one of my kids almost. <laughs> you know, uh, he he buried his head in my kind of chest, and I sort of. <laughs> It was bizarre, but that was just the guy, and I, I had such respect for him. And um, but walked out of that feeling not horrendous, like to feeling good for him. It was it was mm. a weird sensation. Like I've, I've always not been fearful of death. I'm not at all fearful of death, but you sort of rationalise it being very negative things. So like I'm going to be yeah. without this person in my life, moving on, yeah. and it's going to be shit, and yeah. going to hate it. And you just kind of get used to it and all that sort of stuff. But with Arnie, it was very much a case of you're almost barracking for him. It's kind of like, man, I can't wait to see what's in I front of he, you moving forward. I think forward, he did you know? a very good job of making everyone else feel comfortable with yeah. him. Because I think one thing that he said to me was he didn't want any pity from anybody else. And he didn't want anybody no. breaking down around him or anything like that because he was okay. And so why should anybody else feel bad? Because it is, it is what it is. And then, he, as you said, he rationalized it. And I think whether he consciously tried to do it or not, I think he just he made everyone else feel feel not good about it, but be accepting. And even like I had a similar feeling because I went to his house to do the podcast, and I walked away, and I was going to the car, and I thought that might be it. Yeah, I may never see him again. That's right. I don't know how much longer he's going to last. He was a lot weaker than when I'd seen him previously. Extremely frail. Yeah. But very jovial and 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 still moving around and whatnot. But I I could see the change and I thought, well, that that might be it. Yeah. 
And that was the last time I saw him. And I did speak to him over the phone a little while afterwards. But um, when I walked away, a similar feeling where it was very weird, very unusual feeling. You kind of were almost saying to yourself, I should be feeling upset at the moment, but I kind (laughs) of don't. And why? Like, am I an asshole? Am I like this cold-hearted person for not not feeling so much grief at the moment? But then I just realized that he's given me the closure that I need to be accepting of the situation that he's going through. Like, I'm not even going through it firsthand. He is. And, I mean, he's been, I guess, a big part of our lives collectively as a band because we've just been going to him for so many years. And That's right. Um, but personally, I haven't been that, that sort of close to him either. So, But I was impacted by it. But anyway, it was just a, it was a very, very amazing character. Yeah, he was. Very amazing yeah. character. And responsible for far too many brain cell losses uh, in my own experience. Like that, his tequila <laughs> and that uh, glühwein, red wine, orange, weird German thing that he used to make up in giant vats. And oh my God. He's a, yeah. he's a scary person. Yeah. All right. I'm keeping an eye on the time. So I want to. That's cool. I want to yeah. get a couple of things out very quickly. <laughs> Consulting sure. the notes. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to put up a bunch of videos so people can see what you do. So I'll put some real estate stuff up because we spoke a bit about that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but also the music side of things. Now we spoke last night because I was trying to get my head around what the hell is going on with company names and, and whatnot. <laughs> so, a lot of the videos that I'll put up are under the dusk yeah. music video production. So, do you want to give me a quick crash course of, I guess, the formation of that and the transition to Arkshot Media now? Yeah. So, I mean, basically, dusk is Arkshot Media. Um, we were sort of looking to keep them separate because dusk was the music video side of things. Tim was involved in that. Um at the time, I wasn't doing anything corporate. It was yeah. all just music videos. So, Dusk was sort of Dusk. Um, and then I kind of went through a fair transition coming back into Arkshot Media and I'd let the Dusk music um, business name lapse. Um, so, I kind of became – so, it was when it was kind of time to want to to, uh, to sort of get it up again, um, it was, I couldn't register the name. It had been sort of taken by someone yeah. else or similar enough that they wouldn't allow me to do it. So I just kind of went, all right. And then I agonized over, like, God, picking a business name these days is a nightmare. And then I stumbled across arc shot, you know, being uh, a cinema term for a curved or moving shot. And I kind of yeah. dig that because mm. I'm not really one for static cameras. Mm. Um, and so arc shot became arc shot. And Tim was like, you know, what, what do you want to do with Dusk? And Initially, it was kind of like, well, let's just kind of have that operate under the Arkshot banner as being our music video arm. But the fact of the matter is that, you know, I'll, I'll pull Tim up to help me with some of this corporate stuff sort of from time to time. So, it's all interchangeable. So, whether it's a music video or a business promo, a cinema ad, a real, whatever it is, you know, he, he's as involved with that stuff as he is with the music video mm-hmm. stuff. So, it's just called bugger it. It's just all Arkshot now. Just. Yeah. It probably helped with marketing because you can just pull everything together under the one banner hmm. and it gives you more options. So, you know, if you're pitching to a real estate agent or you've, you've produced uh, content for a real estate agent and it's online and people are viewing a sample or whatever or it links back to your YouTube channel yeah. and then there's other, you know, music videos and other types of video production there, then I guess that sort of opens up that sort of, it's that virtual business card or portfolio to go, 
It's the versatility very much. I mean, initially I was concerned. I didn't want people to sort of think, oh, you know, all my corporate stuff's going to look like a music video. And so I was concerned about them pigeonholing me as a music video director and therefore just having that only only genre kind of under his belt sort of thing. But in this day and age, it it really all just kind of transitioned into each other. There are kind of blendings where I'll take – music video experience to kind of create something a little bit unusual. Yep. And it's it's not that it you know has to have bling or whatever. Mm. Like it's 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 more techniques than any than anything else. Yep. Um and so I just think, well no, it is part of the portfolio. It's part of the versatility and it's really we can do anything and we can, you know. So it's good. And I mean you can do your own video promotion anyway for yourself, as you've done, <laughs> uh, with all sorts of stuff like interactive video and whatnot, selling and, and educating people on the possibilities. So you're not just you're not leaving up to people to try and work that out themselves. No. You can no. spell it out visually to them, not just on a on an email or on a phone call, or whatever, you can go, here's here's visually exactly what how versatile we are and what we can do. Well, the thing we're working on at the moment is live video. Okay, so yep. Tim and I have been talking at length for months now about being able to not just point a, a phone camera at someone and say, okay, you're live on Facebook, mm. actually doing it yep. bloody properly. And so we're researching all the all the possible options that there are and just about to kind of make some decisions so that we can do like a multi-camera live Facebook operation and kind of have Tim on the desk kind of, you know, wherever the hell we are with dongle so we've got, um, you know, we've got internet and then we can just feed from wherever. That's and pretty cool. It would be kind of, it would be funky as hell. So, yeah, so still kind of nutting that out because there's a whole bunch of fresh stuff on the market for it. And if one thing I've learned, you know, never get the first thing. Yeah, right. The pile yeah. of things rubbish. Yeah. Like wait until there's a bit of- Get all the bugs out, all the initial totally bugs. Totally right because yeah. I've seen Facebook live feeds as an example just fail catastrophically yeah. and you just kind of go, oh, just don't want that to happen. Yeah, that's right. Don't jump. Don't jump in jump straight away. Yeah. yeah. So no, we'll, we'll, it'll, when when it happens, and hopefully it's not too far away. But when it happens, it'll be right and it'll be reliable, and we can then just sort of offer that as well. So it's always looking for something. Like I said, you've got to stay on top of this stuff. Yeah. yeah when you're definitely. in this game, it's uh, it's it can be a headache because you're constantly having to to continue to educate and upskill yourself, but you're continually giving, getting given new opportunities as yeah. well. Yeah. I mean, the, the trick is really just not jumping at, at every mm. – because, you know, tech goes down so many kind of rabbit holes that just mm. fail. Um, yeah, I can remember when QR codes, they were talking oh, yeah. about QR codes and that sort of stuff, and then there was virtual reality. Mm. And I dabbled with that. Like, to this day, my business card plays a video on it. Yeah. But they're, they're, you know, from what I can see, they're, they're, they're not particularly – prevalent you know mm. that it, it may well be holograms which is the next thing or 3d video or whatever mm. it is but it, i watch it with interest because you know ultimately we'll head in a direction and that's mm. the direction that i need to kind of ensure that i'm savvy with so yeah. Yeah. but you don't want to invest too much time in in going down that's a rabbit hole which is just going to be Absolutely. ultimately be garbage garbage you know all right well i know you got to shoot to ghost too but one last question before we wrap it up <laughs> all right um would you ever get back in front of the video Back in oh. front of the camera. Because I know that you've been, some of the stuff that you film, uh, probably more so with the music video side of things as far as the more uh, storyboard, plot-based, theatrical videos, you, your face sometimes pops up in the background as an extra <laughs> here and there. But uh, do you have an underlying urge to get back in front of the camera or are you more comfortable and happy to to stay where you are? Mate, it's, it's me getting in front of the camera is very much 
only ever due to necessity. Yep. Um, one thing that's come to light recently, apparently, is I have a good voiceover voice. And so- You've got a very good voice. I, Wait I had, until you listen back to this. You'll be like, oh, that sound amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> so, I, I've done uh, a few of the ads that I've done for cinema. The, the clients actually said, you know, could you actually do the voiceover? And yep. I'm like, Okay. Yeah. As a you know, this summer. <laughs> um, but it's it so little things like that I can yeah. kind of do. I jump in front of the camera only through necessity. If I just want to knock something out really quick, like that interactive video, yeah. I just to, to do it, mm. it was just me and you know a couple of hours just working out the content and then just smashing it out rather than you know bugging. I mean, I have some awesome presenters that I work with, actors, models. Like th- these guys are amazing mm. and, and they, they're more than willing to sort of help, but I just don't want to kind of yeah. bug them that much, you yeah, know. Yeah. So, I'd, I'd rather get them paying gigs and that sort of thing. So, I just kind of oh, smash it out. So, I, I do it um, on a needs basis sometimes, but no, generally, I leave it to the experts, mate. They know yeah, what they're doing. You don't need to inflate your ego. <laughs> no, I'm so much better on the other side of the camera. I spent enough time in front of cameras when I was playing and stuff and that was- the day and that was fine and yeah now i'm very happy where i am that's cool yeah oh thank you very much i'll let you uh continue working today and um <laughs> so or start working yes yes you too mate and yeah, uh, thanks for having me around thanks for coming it's good to see you Thanks, everyone. That was James Lopez. Hope you enjoyed that chat with him. And if you want to reach out to James and say hello, or maybe you've got some video production work that you need done, James could be your guy. Either way, you can go over to andysocial.net. I'm going to have all of James's contact details, websites, um, and even some of the videos that we, we spoke about during the chat. I'll put a few up there. And uh, you know what? To be honest, I might even put a couple of Lord videos on there as well. You know, I've got no shame. A bit of self-promotion never <laughs> never hurts. So that will all be in the show notes over at andysocial.net. So check it out. All right, before we wrap this podcast up, I'm going to try and skim through this as quickly as possible. I'll try not to make this painful. If you want to support this podcast, best ways to do it is sharing it around. If you know somebody that might like a particular guest or a topic that we've covered, please share these uh, these links around, whether it be the iTunes links, website links, uh, YouTube links. I've got everything up on YouTube as well. It's a great way for people to be introduced to podcasts that might not previously be familiar with that format. YouTube is something that's quite familiar with a lot of people. So that's there. Uh, apart from that, you can do the usual social media bullshit, likes, comments, tagging, shares, all that sort of stuff goes a long way with a few mouse clicks. It's fantastic. Or a few finger taps. And then lastly, if you shop on Amazon, you can go to the portal page, the Amazon portal page over on my website, andysocial.net. And what that does is it takes you to Amazon when you click on that special link. Nothing changes, but I get a small percentage of what you spend on your Amazon order. And that tiny, 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 and it's tiny, that tiny little bit of money each time goes towards the uh, ongoing costs, the reoccurring uh, little fees and and whatnot that uh, I incur running this podcast, whether it be the podcast or website hosting, uh, some of the gear, just fixing up and maintaining things, or just other little costs that I have along the way. It, uh, the goal isn't to, to make money off this podcast, but um, it certainly is a nice feeling 
feeling when I get a little bit of uh, coin coming through that covers some of these uh, costs. It's really, really cool. So thank you so much for those that do often shop through Amazon using that link on my website. Thank you so much. All right, that's it. That's enough. Oh, actually iTunes have changed their uh, their branding to Apple Podcasts now as well. So if you're somebody that listens through there, the branding's changed. So it's now called Apple Podcasts. It's very exciting and and fancy. Um, you can get onto the podcast app or on iTunes itself and you can rate and review this podcast as well. Not a lot of people do that. So I think when people actually do take the time to leave a review or even if it's just a one word review, I don't mind, uh, or rate the stars out of five, when people actually do that, it goes a long way because not a lot of people actually do it. So that's that. All right, that's enough. Oh, I feel exhausted. Okay, so we'll be back next week. I've got another great guest. I've got quite a bit coming up. Um, This episode is one of a truckload that I've recorded and uh, that's giving me a nice big buffer for the next few weeks leading up to wherever the hell I'm going to get to. So um, lots of stuff coming up. I'm doing a bit of travel as well. So hopefully some interesting uh, podcast guests will come out of that as well. So anyway, stay tuned. Lots of exciting people coming up. Thank you once again for listening, supporting. It means a lot. Until next week. You're ready. You're ready. Social. You're ready.